Good afternoon, and welcome back to the King Smith podcast, where we get to talk about basically anything that we want to, based on how we're feeling. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I'm your host Nathan Smith, along with host Zach King. Amen. So we're going to talk about some general news today, some things going on in the world, uh, basic news. We are going to be talking about some nerd stuff, so today's kind of a nerd day. So any nerd things like movies, video games, books, which I don't know if I completely consider nerdy because I think everyone does books, but also sports. Books are a little bit nerdy because not everybody reads them as consistently. I definitely don't. Exactly, see? (laughs) I should, Uh but I don't. Anyway. Hmm. So... Well, what's going on in the world? Well, we got some good news. If you remember a couple of episodes ago, Nathan's truck had a breakdown where the brakes weren't working. Yeah. That got fixed, didn't it? Oh, it got fixed. $320 later, it got fixed. But yep. It got fixed. No, we're doing okay. Uh, the Lord provided the uh, the finances for it. and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, we're doing really good. I'm really blessed to have the vehicle. Um, it came to me. It, it, it was sold to me at a very, very fair price. Um, and uh, the, the person who sold it to me, is, he's, he's just a great man. Mm-hmm. Um, he really helped me out. The Lord was really working through him. And so, um, uh-huh. and the Lord's worked through me, or t- worked through me, worked for me, he the Lord's made everything. Um, the Lord has worked through you as well, I imagine. <laughs> I would sure hope so. <laughs> um, but it, it really is all God, man. The the way that everything yep. with my uh, vehicle saga has gone, it's it's all been God. Right. And so it's it's really a continuous reminder how much <laughs> we need to rely on God and stop being so self independent. Um, Mm-hmm. Not that self-independency is a problem, but when you make that one of your main um, uh-huh. bragging points about yourself, then it gets to be um, not good. So, mm-hmm. well, there's been a few things in the news that have happened lately. All right. We had Russia running into, literally running into one of our uh, drones. Uh, yep. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Good job. Uh, we also had a bank collapse. Um, that, that happened. Yeah. I know we're probably going to be a little bit late to the punch when this uh, episode uploads, but... Yeah. That's what's just happening right now, okay? So, if you want more details... Look it up. Look it up, that pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. This episode is just going to be a fun episode, guys. If you listen to the first episode, we really didn't... Well, never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this episode is going to be a, a fun episode, isn't it, Nathan? Oh, it's going to be a fun one. We've got a lot of topics. The last couple episodes, we we focused on, you know, scripture and, you know, how we as Christians should live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode we, we just released before recording this one, Nathan. Oh, yes. We, we talked about... What roles sports and fiction, and to a to a degree, secular music has in the Christian life? Yeah, 
So today we're, we're going to go into another little bit of depth get you, that you guys get to know us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we want to start? Okay. Well, let's start with movies. Movies. Ooh. Mm. All right, Zach. Marvel or DC? Go. Uh, Marvel. Marvel. Thank Don't, you, we agree. That's all we need to say. Yep. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, DC fans. The your the animated DC movies are actually, like, legit. They're actually pretty good, I will say. The animated series, like, 10 years ago was cool. I yep. guess more like 15 years ago now. Yep. But Marvel has owned the live-action, the quote-unquote live-action movie mm-hmm. market for a while now. And the reason I say he quote unquote is because not all of that is live. Right. Yes. I know it's disappointing, but actors like Mark Ruffalo aren't actually transforming to giant green rage monsters. Oh no. In real life. What? Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice, Zachary? Yes, I can. I'm trying not to be too loud. There's other people in the other office. You. Um. Yeah, there's. Everyone's got to keep in mind that everything that you see in the movies is faked. Whether or not things can become real or not, okay, yeah. uh, that's another discussion. You know, I mean, you look at Iron Man. Um, there, there's a possibility that that technology that could become could real. Happen. Same that thing could... with Batman. Yeah. Um, oh, who other heroes could things happen to? Like. Anyone that wears a suit where the suit gives them abilities, pretty much, could actually become possible at any point. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, actually, I, I've heard rumors of like pretty, like super basic Iron Man, like technology. There's some very basic stuff yeah, out yeah. there. Do keep in mind though that the technology in Marvel and DC Comics is exaggerated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eh. A little bit? A little bit, yeah. Like, like the arc reactor from Iron Man, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to see anything like that in the near future, I'd say. We might. We might. I mean, you look at the advancements in power in uh, nuclear fission, um, hydro, mm-hmm. um, even renewable sources, It's it's getting... A lot better. It's getting better, but still. Um, yeah. Um, another thing we could talk about, like since I already mentioned it, mm-hmm. Nathan, how about how do you feel about like animated movies and stuff like that? How do I feel about animated movies and A- stuff? Yeah, like animated movies, like Disney movies, and. Well, you know, I like if you go into Pixar. Uh-huh. Um, Pixar largely being Disney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they, I mean, they're owned by them now, but yeah. um, I like Pixar movies especially because they actually bring um, a moral lesson to the table, which is not just the whole follow your heart and you'll be happy. No, 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 no. Actually, if if you look at it, a large chunk of Disney has moved away from that. Right. 
I mean, seriously, you're looking at the MCU and telling me that they say follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Look what happens when they follow, follow their hearts. Captain America Civil War. Okay? Look at the lesson that you see in Up. Right. Okay? The man, uh, the old man thought he was following his heart by moving his house to South America by the big springs. Mm-hmm. Realized that the thing that he actually wanted was right there his entire life. Right. You know? He realized, oh, hey. He went through, at the end of the movie, not quite the very end, but at the end of the movie, he goes through the scrapbook and sees all of the pictures that his wife took of them together. Over the years. He realizes this is what it was about. Right. Yep. So, um... It's pretty incredible, man. Right. And animation has made leaps and bounds. And you mentioned Pixar. It has made leaps and bounds mm. from Snow White, which is one of the earliest. Follow your heart movies. Follow your heart movies. Never follow that advice, guys. Bible says the heart is evil and deceitfully wicked. So, you know. Don't even follow the advice that they give in Snow White. That's a yeah. good way to like so, go to jail. Yeah, but Snow White is... I think the first feature-length animated film. I think it was. Yeah. So, if you look from Snow White to Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 4. Toy Story. No, just the first Toy Story. No. Oh. That's just a bit. That's a big leap in animation over 50 years or so, mm-hmm. roughly. Then if you look at, from Toy Story now to Toy Story 4 mm-hmm. and, movie, and movies like it. Toy Story 4 looked realistic. Yeah. At a lot of points. It's really cool the art that they can do. I have my problems with the plot, but that's a side point. I don't think the part, point of the movie was the plot. I think it was the animation. Right. Um, yeah, so... And my opinion is animation is not just for kids, guys. Oh, no. It's not just for kids? It's not just for kids. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. No. <laughs> it's not just for kids. There, There's evidence that there are... that some movies are as much for adults as they are for kids. What? My brain just clocked out for a second. His brain just clocked out. Yeah. Yeah, um, some movies are not only for kids, Nathan. Oh, I understand that. All right. But now we look at it, okay. What's the, uh, hmm, how do I I phrase the question? How do we as Christians view, should we view, um, watching animated films? Like, any form of animation from Marvel, DC... To 1950s hand-drawn animation. Like, right. like what, what's our what's our response? Well, I remember what I said is everything in in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be sitting there binging every Disney movie ever, right? <laughs> Although there are some movies that are worth watching several times, but you know that's beside the point. Yep. Yep. Watch it once, go watch another movie, watch, then come back and watch it. Don't just sit there watching it over and over and over and over and yeah, over no, again. Yeah, that's 
No. No. But anyway. You mean I can't watch my t- favorite TV series, Chuck, over and over and over and over again? I mean, you can. I mean, I've watched it eight times. But <laughs> yes. That, that is not a good idea. It was COVID, bro. Yeah. But anyway. That's so, not a good excuse, by the way. Yeah. Nathan, what are some of your other... Your other favorite movies besides like Marvel Marvel movies? Oh, well, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. Children, well, okay, The Hobbit too. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was okay. I like. I never read the books, guys. So you should read the books. You know, here's the problem. Time. Time, Zach. You mean your short attention span? Yeah. My attention span lasts for about maybe five seconds. Yes, I know. I am of the Vine generation, if any of you guys even know what Vine is. Yeah. Anything but, longer than six seconds can't do it. Get Audible, bro, and you can, like, listen to all of them. Yeah, all six seconds at a time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, one of my favorite movie franchises mm-hmm. is Star Wars. Same. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is awesome. They have some good animation in that. The, and they don't have books they have to go off of. Right. There's the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. the TV shows. Yep. The ones we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, the last, the sequels were... Okay, okay, the first two episodes of the sequels were bad. The last episode. The last episode was bad. But the the second episode in the sequels was the one that kind of started that train roll. Oh, that was a train rock and a half, bro. Yeah. That was so bad. Yep. Oh. oh, man. But what about, okay, so we've talked a fair amount about uh, movies. What about video games? What's your favorite video game uh, franchise, Zachary? Oh, it's hard to choose. Uh, actually, it's not, but you know. I've had I've had a few franchises pop up in the last few years mm. that have grabbed my attention. Mm. But like, I think you have one in particular. I, I do have one. Um, there is one franchise. There are two franchises... That are really close for me as favorites. Okay. One is The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I'm with that. That yeah. that, that franchise yeah. has been going for over 30 years, and it's still going strong. 30? Try 40 now at this point. It was the yeah. 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s when that game came out, bro. Yeah, it's uh, almost at 40 because it was 1985. 1985, I think, was the, when the first game, out, game yeah, came out. Yeah, for the NES, bro. Yeah. It was after uh, Mario. Right. Yeah. Yep, um, but one of my absolute favorites gaming franchise, Nathan, is mm. I think mm. you're driving at mm. you're driving at this one. Yep, it's a it's a little gaming series called Kingdom Hearts. Oh yes. Now, some of our listeners might know that this this series is incredibly complicated, and there's a lot to remember. If any of you have played the Kingdom Hearts. Hearts franchise. Just remember, nothing of it makes sense. Right. Um, you know how that franchise got started, Nathan? I think it was an elevator pitch, wasn't it? See, in Japan, there was this little company called Squaresoft. And now they're, they're, now they're Square Enix. Now they're Square yeah. Enix. 
And this little company called Squaresoft at the time mm-hmm. made this little game called Final Fantasy. <laughs> little. <laughs> uh, little. Yeah, that's a word for it. I'm being facetious, Nathan. No, I know you are. Um, but, you know, they, they, the heads of this company, this little company, this little company, <laughs> if you can hear my sarcasm. Yeah, I can hear. I heard it. I heard it. This little company was like, hey, this new game came out called Mario 64, mm-hmm. which was an amazing game, by the way. It still is an amazing it game. It still is an amazing game. It's a, it's a wonder for its ti- for a game of its time. Yep. And they were like, hey, the only characters that can compete with uh, the the man in red and blue, <laughs> the, the, the red and blue plumber, is characters from the House of Mouse. Yep. Fortunately for this little company, Square, Square Enix, Squaresoft, whatever you want to call them. Square something. It's Square. Yeah. Um, fortunately for this company, they shared their building in Japan with another little, little company. company. That well, was known... Little by comparison, maybe, at this point in at time. This, at this point in time. It was, it was slowly... It was growing, let's say that. Disney then and Disney now. It was it was it was uh, it was uh, quickly growing. Yep. Yeah. But um, the, so the head of Square Enix and a Disney executive met in an elevator and walked out. That by the end of the elevator ride, mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts was a concept. Yep. The world's most confusing franchise. To ever maybe exist, ever. Well, to be fair, it didn't start out as a... As, it didn't start out as, as a franchise. As a franchise. It, it started off as a one-off. It, they it knew was, it was going to become a franchise, though. It was fairly simple and clean. <laughs> it, Little it, it inside was. joke there. It was. Anyway, but yeah, that's my favorite game. Nathan, what's your favorite video game? Boy, my favorite game series? Okay, I'm an Xbox guy. You guys have got to know. Some of you guys probably already picked up on the exact game I'm thinking about. but And I'm a PlayStation guy, by the way. I'm so sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. But we still love each other. We can still be friends. Even though we have, both of us think we, the other yeah. has wrong opinions. I, well, it's just it's harder when you have the right opinion. I know, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to go Halo, man. I, I'm sorry, man. Halo Halo has a special place in my heart because I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I played it as a kid. Um, I think they know, but they never told or said anything. Um, but, no, I, I loved playing Halo as a kid. And then um, when Halo Infinite came out a few years ago, it was actually a pretty rough launch. Uh-huh. Um, but I played through the campaign, and the campaign was really good. It was short, but it was a good short. And, uh, but the, the whole thing of the, of Halo is character building with Master Chief. And then also realizing that he's got to be able to let go of the past. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, dead. Right. At least we think at this point. Cortana's dead. And. As far as we know. Let's let's put it that way. As far as we know, Cortana's dead. And. Master Chief has, you know, already worked through his grief and everything, and now he's just trying to stay alive. 
he's fighting not only whatever's left of the Covenant, but he's also fighting the uh, the Banished, the Brutes, the Banished. Right. They're, they're fighting them because they basically took over. Right. Uh, and, and Cortana kind of you know, helped them out with that, but um, now they're all seeing the errors of their ways, and uh, well, at least Cortana did, and then a bunch of the other AIs too. Mm-hmm. It, it's really cool how they tied in all of the Halo games and then the end of the story of Halo 5 in together. I don't think they had to repcon much, but right. anyway, so that's, you know, that, that, that's got to be my favorite game series. Plus right. the game mechanics are just, you know, it's Halo. It's always right. been good. Um, second favorite gaming series... Okay, probably not a series, but believe it or not, I actually really like Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Super competitive. I got involved in a lot of communities. I didn't think I would be able to. I I didn't think I was that good, but I got involved in some uh, communities back in the day. And uh, back in high school, holy crap. Um, But there's a lot of good people um, who play seemingly violent games. Look, I know a lot of people say, oh, games desensitize you, games do this to you, games do that. Look at guys. If you're playing video game, if you're not playing video games and watching movies like Rambo, and mm. you're also at a risk of getting desensitized. You ever watch Terminator? Yep. Ever watch oh, Lord of the Rings? Ever watch any Marvel movie or DC movie? Or Star Wars movie? Star Wars. Uh, Star Trek, to, a, <laughs> to an extent. To an extent. <laughs> an argument can be made there. Yep. Um, how about any TV shows? Okay. 10, 15 years ago, Chuck was, like, way up there. You got Blue Bloods, you got CSI. Blue Bloods is one of my favorite TV series, by the way. A lot of people like Blue Bloods. It's amazing. Um... You got all white the, collar. You got the all the investigation shows like inside NCIS, CSI, mm-hmm. and then you just have the mainstream news, right? I mean, you turn it on, and every third article is about how somebody died or died or how there's a war going on, right? So, here's my point. People say that some video games desensitize. Okay, I will admit, and I'll be the first to admit, that there are some games that go too far. Right. I would say GTA, in a lot of ways, goes too far. Not necessarily with the open world thing, but with some of the things they include in the game. And some of the, the things you can do in the game. Yeah, I think it's too far. Right. But Which is why I will never play GTA. I can't do it. No. But also... Um, what was I saying? Uh, games d- that are desensitizing. Yeah. There, there are games that are go to that will go too far. First to admit that. However, let's not get crazy about it here. If you want to sit down and play a game, first off, is paintball something that people play? Right. What about laser tag? Or laser tag, or just even tag? Like tag, you're out. That's what most of these video games are. Right. In Halo, in Counter-Strike, in almost any game where you die. Right. Or seemingly die. If they called it something else, you, you nobody would game. have a problem with it. Um, when you hit the game over screen, right? When Mario dies. Right. Mario can die. 
Right. What happens? Oh, he uses a life he respawns. Yeah. That's what happens in paintball, depending on who's, what rule set you're using. That's what happens in laser tag. Right. You get shot, you're out for a little bit, and then you can come back in. It's the same thing. Right. That's what happens with airsoft, right? Oh, yeah. Airsoft, way more violent, yet nobody has a problem with it. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point to make, is some of these games desensitize you to the, to the violence. Um, one game that has been right, uh, two gaming franchises mm-hmm. that have been r- rising in my like favorites list, I, I guess you could say, is games like Assassin's Creed and God of War. Uh oh. Let me make one thing clear: I am not condoning every single thing they put into those games. Right? All right. Guys, because I know there are some things in certain games in those franchises that are, yes, I'll, I'll admit they go too far. So you're telling me that we have to use discernment? Yeah. Hmm, discernment with what games we play, how we play them, the choices that we make. Sounds awful like a lot like real life. Right. In real life, we can make decisions to do bad things. Go to bad places. Hang out with bad people. Exactly. But as Christians, should we? Exactly. There is a point to be made that we should be lights in the darkness, yes. But also, don't go so far to cause yourself to stumble, okay? Right. Because causing anyone, including yourself, to stumble stumble, is a sin. Right. Hmm. So, Nathan, we, we've been talking about video games for a little while now. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Halo as, as, a, as, a, as, a, game you, as a game franchise you liked. Yes. Um, what role would you say that the soundtrack in those games had oh. on the, in the games, like during certain scenes or during certain moments in the game? Dude. Soundtrack means everything in these games. If they didn't if you didn't have a soundtrack in any game, even in the old eighties games had soundtracks. Right. And they might have been a three voice beeper speaker, okay? Right. Uh, might be a three note three note progression, but you know. You know what? A progression's a progression, but let me ask this, do you have music in church? Yep. Why? To worship God. And it's artistic expression, right? Right. So God we, gave us the ability to have this expression. Yes, Zach. Yeah, it's an, it's a, it's our ability to express worship to God, right? Mm-hmm. And you could say this about movies as well. Movie soundtracks and movies are all, are almost equally as important. Mm-hmm. But the reason I the reason in our notes we have animation under movies and soundtracks under video games is because in video games. Animation is just kind of a given, mm-hmm. whereas the soundtracks are way more important. Whereas in movies, the soundtracks are sort of a given kind right. of thing. Because even during the silent films, they had music playing right over Charlie Chaplin's right. you know sketches. They always have music. Music can be used to set the mood and tone. Um, if you study any music theory, you know that. Right. 
different chord progressions, different uh, notes, different, well, really different anything can cause a mood shift. Okay? You want if you want the best example of that, Vivaldi's Seasons. Right. Okay? You've got you got the four different seasons, right? Spring. Winter, spring, summer, and fall, okay? Right. You listen to winter and you hear We don't have copyright stuff, so I'm sorry. I have to use my mouth. But you hear you hear you can hear the sound of, or at least you can imagine snow flutters, right? Right. You can you can imagine blizzards. When you listen to spring, it sounds like wow, everything is springing up. It's it's, it's warm. It's growing. It's winter is past. It's a ref- spring is a refreshment of the land, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have summer, which is just pure awesomeness, right? And then you get into fall, and things just start to die. And you can imagine all of those things because of the music. Right. Therefore, in the games, you can imagine what's going on and also see what's going on. Same thing with movies. Right. With music. In worship, you can tell the tone of what the song is supposed to be like based on the sound. Right. So, Zach, let me ask this. Uh, what is a sad hymn that you know, or a somber hymn that you know? Hmm. Oh, you know those times when you you know you know what you're thinking about, but you can't think of the name of something. Yeah, how's it go? Oh, that just went out my brain. The train has left the station. The so. train has left the. <laughs> what about you, Nathan? Here, here's the song. Let's think about. Hmm. When I survey the old rugged cross. When I survey the old wondrous, old wondrous cross. The old wondrous cross. Okay. Um, I think that's technically a Chris Tomlin song, so yeah. maybe not quite the best example. Right. Um, old rugged cross is another good example. On a hill far away. Think about it. Both of those songs, they're talking about the cross. They're talking about what Jesus did. And they're both in a major key. Right. So automatically it's a little bit more cheerful in tone. Not necessarily happy, but it's a little bit of a palate cleanser, if you know what I'm trying to say. But then it's also very thoughtful. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory, you know, you understand, you know the rest of the verse. Yeah, you know the rest. But it's very thoughtful. It's very. Uh, you could even do that. Remiss- with, reminiscing. Yeah, with um, reminiscing. What about Amazing Grace? Amazing Grace. Amazing How Grace. How sweet the sound. Very thoughtful. Right. But. There's some minor key stuff, too, like, they will know that we are Christians by our love. That song sounds like a war song. Right. But look at at the song. 
We will work with each other. We will work hand in hand. We will work with each other. We will work hand in hand. But it's in a minor key. We will work with each other. We will work hand in hand. Mm. These songs are. This song here is written in a minor. Right. Why? They'll know we are Christians by our love. Why is it in such a marchy tone? What do you think, Zach? Because it it it's. It's trying to present a message, you know. Hmm. What the what might the message be? Well, if we take the the, the line, we will work with each other. We will work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know, someone marching to do a job or someone marching yeah. to war. You know, we are working together towards a common goal, right? Mm-hmm. We are one with the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, and we pray that our unity will one day be restored. And then know that we are Christians by our love. Is love, ooh, here we go, is love a noun or is it a verb? Zachary, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, that, no. Is love a noun or a verb? Well, let me tell you, it's both. Yeah. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection. That's the noun sense. But if you look at the verb sense, that's also feeling deep affection for, or like, or enjoy very much. A verb is an action. A noun is a description. Essentially. I'm sorry. I know that's not the best way to describe it, but in essence, yeah. practically a non description. Nathan, if I could draw back, I, I know we, we, I love talking about hymns, and I right mm. now I will tell the audience we will come back and talk in depth about hymn, hymns uh, and other, other types of Christian music. But if I could bring it back to our topic. Well, can I finish my point quick? Finish your point quick. So, love is a verb. It's not just a noun. You look at the song, uh, you, you look at the song, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, we pray that our unity will one day be restored. It's not talking about this lovey-dovey, whatever kind of love noun thing that you think about all the time on the radio that you hear in CCM music today. Mm-hmm. I know that was really quick. But, it's about actively working out your love as Christians in Christ. That's why. That's why the music is written that way. Go ahead, Zach. Right now, if we can go bring it back to like video game soundtracks and movie soundtracks. Mm. Um. Now, which way, Which game do I want to pick from? Because we've Ooh. mentioned a whole host of games, right? We've mentioned Halo, God of War, Assassin's Creed, Kingdom Hearts, Legend of Zelda. Hmm. Which one do I want to pick? Which one do you want to pick? Well. Let's see. Since, okay, folks, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Over the past two years-ish, me having played the series since I was a kid, and Nathan never having experienced the series before... Me and Nathan and another friend has joined us uh, from time to time mm-hmm. whenever, whenever he's, his schedule allowed it. Yep. I got a soundtrack for you. Yeah. 
but I'm going to pick from Kingdom Hearts. Nathan, you have a soundtrack. What, what's your soundtrack? This soundtrack is from the most popular, not the most popular maybe, but one of the, well, at one point it was, but from the most Christian video game of all time, Doom. <laughs> Doom. Dude. Going back to follow demon to fight going down to hell to fight demons. Hey. All I'm saying is when Jesus proclaimed his victory over death, he could have been playing Doom Guy. I'm just saying. I know, right? <laughs> Do that, not listen to that. That is completely false. Uh you know, guys, sometimes we say things that you shouldn't listen to. And that one was definitely one of those moments. However, right. I like to think of it that way. It's a nice feeling to me. It's a nice feeling. Doom has a great soundtrack. Um, what other soundtracks are you thinking of, Zach? Uh, the one I'm thinking of is Kingdom Hearts. Um, I was going to go into depth in one, into one of the scenes, but mm -hmm. that might be yeah, a little too far. Suffice it to say... Whatever game you're playing, whether it's Doom, whether it's, uh, you know, Halo, you will hear music in the background of certain scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Breath of the Wild. Yep. Breath of the Wild. Which is a nice segue because that's actually one of the soundtracks I was thinking about. There you go. Um, if you've listened to the, to the Zelda soundtrack... Or if you've played the first Zelda game at all, right. there's a there's a certain piece of music that you might have heard that uh, in the game, like in the old game soundtracks, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. called the Hero's Theme. I'm not gonna bother singing it because I don't remember the, all the notes. Oh right, yeah. And we can't play. And we can't play because copyright. Copyright. We're go, lame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, go look up the hero's theme from Legend of Zelda. And in Breath of the Wild, there's a cutscene where the hero's theme plays mm. over the scene of Link saving Zelda. Yep. In other words, think being a hero. Wow. So what songs and music do you think they're going to be playing when Jesus returns? Hold out for a hero. <laughs> They're going to be wow. playing. Wow. You're right, though. They're going to be playing. A, we're going to be. They're going to be playing some trumpets, some... bro. Oh, speaking of trumpets. How does God use music in the Bible? Hmm. Well, we got an entire book full of songs called the Book of Psalms. We have the Song of Solomon, which is it's still a song. It, they say it's Song of Solomon, but I've heard it told that it's literally translated Song of Songs. I think it's supposed to be Song of Songs. But but it's the Song of Solomon. Solomon wrote it. So. Solomon wrote it, and it, what that title, Song of Songs, implies is this is Solomon's masterpiece of songwriting. Mm -hmm. um, you got Psalms, you've got Song of Solomon, you've got... The, the trumpets. You have the trumpets in Revelation. Right. When the trumpets sound, 
Hmm. You got the trumpet judgments too, by the way. Right. Um, trumpets are used multiple times. Um, boy, uh, what else? What other times is there music? Um, there's a lot more times. There's uh, a lot more times. We're, we're going to be worshiping God for eternity. all of eternity, guys. You don't the Bible think? says make a joyful noise, y'all. Okay, some of us make a little bit more joyful noise than others. but <laughs> doesn't have to be a good noise, but it just, it just has to be joyful. Yeah. Oh, boy. But if I could get back to video games. I know, I, I keep <laughs> circling around this. You keep circling around, oh, we're going to worship God th through music. And that's good. Yes, we are. But in video games, the importance of music is that it gives scenes more meaning. It gives moments yeah. more meaning. Um, Nathan. Yes. In Halo, is there a point where... Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So there is a point, and I don't remember which Halo it is, where Master Chief has to say goodbye to Cortana. Yes, there is. In Halo 4. Right. The end of the game. The end of the game. So, was there music mm. behind that scene? You bet there was. There was music and definitely instrumentation. Right. And what was that music supposed to do, Nathan? It was supposed to set the tone to make things very sad. Because everyone knew what was going on. Because Master Chief knew what was happening. Cortana knew what was happening. The player knows what's happening. Mm. Everyone knows what's going on. It just has to unfold and you only get to watch. You know what else we got to watch? What? The end of Clone Wars. Right. Zach, how did the music at the end of the Clone Wars series go? Uh, okay. The music at the end of Clone Wars, like the last season... Mm-hmm mirrored the music during Order 66. It did. And Episode 3. I think some of it was sampled, too. If some I of it was sampled. Um, so once we once that music kicked in, every Star Wars fan who had seen Episode 3 knew exactly what was happening. Yep. Across the, 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 the scope of the galaxy. But you're not... Think about it this way, though. The very end of the last episode of The Clone Wars, you have Ahsoka walking back right. to pay respects, right? Right. You also have Darth Vader. Right. Walking in at a different point in time. And he also pays his respects, and it's the same music. Right. What does that tell you? What does it tell you about the characters? What does it tell you about the importance of all the clone troopers who died? It tells you that these two characters, at the very least, valued their troops. A lot. A lot. Um, you mean music is that powerful? Right. And here's another thing about soundtracks. At certain points... There will be no music behind the scene. Because all you need is the dialogue to get the message across. It's incredible. It's incredible okay. what music can do. You can see the 
actual physical effect of music on people. You can what? also see how it's used in in worship, how it's used in everything, how it can be abused. How can music be abused? Zach. In a lot of ways, Nathan. Mm. Got an example for me? Okay, so here's something. If you are an aspiring filmmaker or a video game director, Mm -hmm. here's a piece of advice I have to give you. Oh, here we go. As a consumer of nerdy things, right? I understand As a a consumer of movies and video games. Please hear us out. and, And, you know, music... Do not, I repeat, do not overuse a, a track. Please do not repeat tracks. Oh my gosh. The reason... Unless it's menu music. The reason the Clone Wars works, the end of the Clone Wars works so well, is because they for that musical piece at least, is because they used it very few times mm-hmm. and very far between... Like times of use. Yeah. And also, something interesting to note, Star Wars theme song. Okay, your theme song is probably going to always be the same. Everyone can tell the Halo theme song. Everyone can tell the Star Wars theme song. Everyone can tell the Lord of the Rings theme song. Right. Which is the same exact progression as This Is My Father's World. Well, that's specifically The Hobbit. But, you know. Yeah. The Hobbits, I should say. The Hobbits. Anyway. But... Theme songs are fine. Theme songs are fine. Do not overuse music. Do not. It well, drives everyone Yeah, insane. do not overuse music. Do not overuse emotional music. Right. Because mm. you want that. Churches do that. Yeah. You want that piece of music. Yeah. To elicit that emotion every time a person hears it. Yeah. And if they hear it a whole bunch... They're not going to... It's not going to affect them. Um, again, I'm going to go to Kingdom Hearts for a piece of music. Mm-hmm. So, in Kingdom Hearts 1, at the... Spoilers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for everything we've talked about, by the way. I guess we should have put yeah, that... Yeah, we probably people. should have done that initially, but, but if people didn't pick up on it by now, that's their people, fault. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's... At the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, there's a point where the main character, Sora, has to make a decision to basically mm-hmm. sacrifice himself for for the sake of the for the sake of the world. Yeah. The music behind that has stuck with me to this day. Yeah. That it has, sir. So again. Movie makers, video game makers, choose very carefully when you use emotional music yep. and do not overuse it. But now if you take that emotional side of things and move it to how churches use music, what do you feel about churches using music behind a prayer? That's not the worst thing. I honestly don't have a problem with it. Me the problem either. that I have with, with doing some things like that is... 
a lot of worship leaders and a lot of pastors use the music to elicit the emotion that should be elicited from the prayer or from scripture. Right. I say that very carefully. Right. Um, because I yeah. don't want to offend anybody because I honestly worship is worship. If you have the ability to worship God with something, do it. Right. But don't try to use your ability or somebody else's ability as a crutch because you're not prepared. Okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, well, okay, that's not all I got. <laughs> as evidenced in our first episode talking about a certain game, <laughs> both of us are are football fans. Got that right. Nathan. Are you... No, this... We've had this argument in the car. I know what you're gonna say. Say it. Say it. I dare you. Say it. How would you feel if Aaron Rodgers left the Packers? You know what? I feel like I will throw my phone at you. You know, Aaron Rodgers... Let's get one thing clear, fam. This is a complete topic change, and I don't care because I'm passionate about the Packers. There's no way the Jets can put up the money to get Aaron Rodgers. There's no way. They would have to get Juju Smith. No, they didn't get Juju. They didn't get Juju. Uh, They would have to get uh, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, OBJ, and one other guy. I can't remember. There's four guys that... Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. And they already got Lazard, by the way. There's... Four people total that they would have to get. There's four people total. There's no way. Then they would also, there's also the price that the Packers are going to put up. Not just Rodgers, but they also want draft picks. They want money so they can have more cap room. They want everything for him because they know how valuable Aaron Rodgers is. There's no way that that draft is going to go through. That draft, that trade, no way. From a business perspective, it doesn't work unless the Jets are insane to do that much for a 39-year-old quarterback. I'm sorry. Teams get desperate, buddy. Okay, all Tom I'm, Brady, just because you want a Super Bowl doesn't mean anything. All I'm saying is it's a possibility, so prepare yourself. Mm, and I'm saying that that possibility ain't even a possible. All right, y'all. I think that's all we have for today. I've had it. Uh, I'm tired. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Kingsmith Podcast. Thanks for bearing with us as we delved into some opinions of our favorite (laughs) nerdy things. Um, I will say, this might be a bit of a teaser for future episodes. Yeah. We, We will do this again, where we talk about, sit down and talk about nerd stuff more than we talk about, you know... The message of the Bible, the gospel, and all that junk. Junk? Whoa, 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 well, whoa, 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 whoa. Pardon my language, all that junk. All the... I know what you all, meant. All, all that, all that stuff. Good that, stuff. All the good stuff. All the goods, goods. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. God created everything. Right. Correct? So we should be able to talk about things that God created objectively. Yeah. There you go. All right. Two Christians talking about everything. Yep. And 
Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about, Nathan, before we we go? Nope, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Well, y'all, thanks for tuning in. If we had a camera, you'd see me putting up the peace sign right now. You'd see me, too. Peace. Peace. Love y'all. See ya.